Yo, 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 what's up? This your boy Dizzy D Spill here on Outside Raps with my co-host Dev. What's going on with you, Dev? Uh, man, everything. Everything. You chilling, man? Everything is good, yeah. You chilling? Yeah, yeah. Chilling like a villain? How about you, man? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, bro. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation because it's oh, a yeah. conversation that needs to be had. Always. It's time to lay some ground rules down, <laughs> retire some things. Let them know. Inspire some things. And I'm going to let you start it off. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but um, <clears throat> I've, uh, I've been able to do a little bit of uh, field work research and, okay. you know, a little bit of social media, a little bit of clubhouse Clubhousing, yeah. Uh, coming out with my own app, Treehouse. Tree. Got to make, got to get the competition going, man. Need a password. Again. Now, let me stop before people be DMing me, thinking that's real. <laughs> but um, I just kind of wanted to dive into it, man. And I, I think there's certain terms, man, that's just getting overused. Mm. Um, for argument's sake, I feel like there's too many people. Victimizing themselves using <laughs> shit, um, but I, I I wanted to ask you first. Um, are you familiar with the term gaslighting? You know what I am. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay. And are you aware of the definition of it? Yes, I am. It's uh, pretty much psychologically to manipulate somebody to, um, you know, question their own belief, morals, standing. You know. It, are they are they saying themselves pretty much um real pimping <laughs> <laughs> gorilla pimping so, uh, yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> I said working on them steadily piece by piece uh, i uh i first started hearing it and i i i find myself getting old yeah you old bro and uh, you ordered me. Um, <laughs> I find myself getting old because I hear all of these different terms. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and man. so when I kept hearing it, because it kind of came, it kind of snuck up, mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. And usually, you know, um, I agree. You know, I hear it and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. We, you know what I'm saying? That shit only like really, you know, I mean, for really the last year, I really heard it, you know? Yeah. Before then, it was happening. Yeah. I'm with you on a new time. I was going to say this year, but it ain't been this year that long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, last year I was hearing it a whole lot and, and, um, and I was just like, what, what, what the hell? And, you know, I started doing right. my research and then I started seeing conversation titles kind of based off of all of that stuff. And I was just like, okay. And when I understood the, de- when I started to understand the definition, I was like, okay, that, that could be very well. But then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has to have a home and it, it seems uh-huh. like to always be connected to men or oh, the get- <laughs> black men uh, are uh, the MVPs uh, of uh, hence, using that uh, word hence pimping yeah it's it's <laughs> it's lateral part <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah man so I was just like you know yeah we, and uh, 
I, I did get a chance to to listen to a lot of conversations with some sisters saying that they, oh, okay. you know, sisters are getting, you know, they're always getting gaslit. You know, they gaslighting the sisters. A lot of black men are gaslighting sisters. Mm. And <clears throat> when I understood, when I started understanding the definition, I was like, well, this isn't a one group of people problem. This is a pretty mm. pretty wide range problem. I mean, this is a I mean, if you're going to use the term gaslighting, I think that's a problem with race. I think it's a problem with well, equality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it definitely could be on a large scale like that. Yeah, and I just kind of felt like it. It kind of, kind of turned into its own mm. uh, section or category. And uh, not to say that you know women aren't being silenced or gaslit, right? You know, but um, I got tired of hearing that shit. Gaslit, yeah, I can imagine that. That could be kind of irritating. Yeah, because it's like you know you're gaslighting, and sometimes what happens is, um, it's just for debate sake. You know, people are just they're debating. You know, what people what I feel like people are forgetting is that like when you have a conversation with somebody and the opposing side is saying their points and you're saying your point, maybe you you sometimes do get gaslit depending on who you're talking to. But sometimes it's a, it's just a debate. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see it. I and can see it. Damn, there could be a... Uh, somebody might not just be gaslighting you, though. They might just be telling the truth. <laughs> got, you, got you questioning your own shit. How do you know? That's a good question, right? Like, how do, how do you know? Like, in your opinion, how, how do you decipher the difference in when you believe somebody's being gaslit or that person might be telling the truth or truthfully expressing their opinion? Um... Couple of things like if we talking about somebody that I know, like I know their actions, I just look at their actions. Okay, you know, what I'm saying? if it's somebody I don't know, I usually give people, you know, what I'm saying if I don't know you, and you tell me something, I'd be like, all right, yeah, cool, because you know, why do I, I ain't got no reason to doubt you? Yeah, you know, uh, but of course, you know, if it sound too unbelievable, if it sound too too scripted, yeah, too yeah. too much thrown on it, you know, what I'm saying it's uh. You might, you know what I'm saying, you probably capping. But at the same time, I ain't never heard no shit that just made me question my own shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, am I really in my head or am I okay? Or maybe yeah. I'm tripping. Uh, but if I have, it came from a real philosophical place that was real blunt, like straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like a crazy, slick-talking mystery for me to question myself. It was like a... a <laughs> If you knew better, you do better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So that something like that, I could take that for face value. Like, oh, that's real. Yeah. But instead of somebody trying to dress it up, you know, so that's how I would distinguish. Right. Nigga gaslighting and a nigga just talking slick. Do you ever, I mean, have you ever caught yourself getting annoyed with hearing the term over and over again in debate, in debates or conversation or in posts on social media? Nah, nah. Cause I like I only like I was saying like it really only came like really obvious and, and I've been able to hear it and see it for like a year uh -huh. and uh, when I heard it I really ain't looked too deep into it so like, I hate it briefly but um, yeah it's just another like yeah it I, I don't really no I don't hear myself getting annoyed with it but you know if I heard it enough I probably would because it's just like where's this term gaslight come from like. Yeah, you know we we just be saying that you bullshitting or uh, yeah yeah say so you try you try to play me yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean shit like that that's real not that yeah I mean we do come from that I think um 
I think I get annoyed because I feel like it's more of a it's used more of a the a trend setting than oh, yeah. okay. than it actually being sincere. Yeah. Because it it's just too quick from the hip. You're gaslighting. No, that, that's how you heard it in yeah. context and shit. Yeah, like it, and, and, and you know, and, and they're always we're always being gaslit, and, 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 and he was gaslighting, and I'm just like, how about vocabulary? <laughs> you, sure? you know what I'm saying? And I, I just say that because um, human nature, mm. when something sounds good to us, we want to we want to use it. We you know right. sometimes we we use it excessively and. I'm not trying to tell nobody how to talk. I'm just saying how it fucking sounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like... Um, I get what you're saying. When, when I feel like when somebody really is attached to something, they keep you like uh, the current person in charge of the country. You know, <laughs> he had certain things yeah. he liked to say because that sounded good to him. You For know sure. what I mean? Yeah. You know, everything is really great, really good. Yeah. Nobody knows dot, dot, dot better than me. And he, you know what I'm saying? That nigga was doing that the gaslight shit. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's king. You know what I'm saying? Mm. King of it. But um, I, I say that because it's not real to me. It's not really about the act and what I'm getting at. It's about the term. You know, it's just yeah. like, and I don't even say I don't even think the term is a bad thing. I'm just like, yo, I think there's like if you really want to get your point across, and you want it to be effective. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just say that You don't have to Say what's trending Cause I feel like What that does is When Sometimes when you Press a button A frequency goes off To everybody That's familiar with that definitely, And then definitely, yeah. Now you've awakened The squad Right You know what I'm saying So it's just like Yo I feel gaslit 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 Gaslit, gaslit. You know what I mean Voltron right You know what I'm saying And it's like Look If If that's truly What's going on mm-hmm. Um it's man, you could really be, you could really kick somebody's ass in a conversation in a debate without having to reiterate the fact that you're gaslighting, you're gaslighting, you're gaslighting. Right. Just, just like anything else, I guess you. You know what I'm saying? So I just be like, it could be a real powerful time. And understand that even though you're, you know, you might be accusing somebody of doing it, you could be very well guilty of actually doing it to a person too. You know what I'm saying? Because when I looked at the term, I'm like, this is easy for anybody to do to anybody. With like right, without right. like intentionally doing it, but that, that yeah that that I agree, and I, I think that comes to the yeah the point of for sure like like Trump, yeah you know the nigga definitely be trying to paint a facade like oh I won I won you know mm-hmm. you hear some shit long enough some people start to believe it yeah you know what I mean knowing damn well you ain't win yeah so I, I think it's a thing like like if you know like let's say if you know by that person's actions or if time tells you Yeah But what they see Like yo that shit wasn't true Then that could be like That's official <laughs> Official <laughs> gaslighting but Yeah If somebody could also Just say some real shit That It's not It's not like So called gaslighting It's just the truth And it really made you Question Your sanity Question your Your principles I think that's The hard part for me When I would hear conversations Uh uh-huh. Is I would like yo when I would see people react, and we've had uh, I've had conversations on on the notion, uh, um, with, with, you know, with the fellas on there talking about reacting and responding, and, and and you know the difference between the two, and I think that sometimes people get so invested in their emotions, 
You know what I'm saying? Hugely. Yeah. And and what happens is they reacting to something. It's all you gaslighting me. You know what I'm saying? Or you gaslighted her. You're gaslighting her. You know what I'm saying? It is like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, it 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 just I don't know it just it just creates this whole thing because I, I mean and I've and I have seen conversations where um Too you can clearly tell that that's what's going on it's like man you're clearly you're clearly clearly gaslighting this person you know what I'm saying so that does exist for sure yeah but my thing is with you being so familiar with something that's so new of a trend like have you the people that are saying it the people that are crying it out. Yeah. Basically, crying, you know, murder, bloody murder. It's like so. You, you you're very familiar with being able to point out every person as right. a gaslighter, right? Um, have you ever been guilty of doing that? And the cool <laughs> thing about it, right, is I was in a room full of black women listening on Clubhouse, and what I loved about it is they were talking about like, yeah, you know, you know, we're we're silenced, um, you know, we're not protected, you know, we're, we're always being gaslit, and they let a brother on. And he was saying, yeah, you know, I've witnessed a lot of that and it's not cool. But, you know, I also want to remind, you know, the sisters, you know, he was being very humble. You know, the, the, all the queens in here want to just let y'all know. <laughs> they are queens. You know, I want to let all the queens in here know that, you know, it does go both ways. Y'all do gaslight mm-hmm. people, too, including each other. Oh, OK. And they were like, yeah, that is true. And that kind of put me at ease. Where I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. I really like this room. Right, right. Because sometimes as a people, what we have a bad habit of doing is we, you, you, you doing this you, as if we never, ever done it and never, ever will do it. Yeah. And like when, like I said, when I looked it up, I was like, man, that's some shit that anybody can actually do without intentionally doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you're being... T- Damn, you gaslighting right now. You, you, you. <laughs> I've never actually had anybody just really come at me with like. It's new time. still. It's still new. Yeah, that shit's new. Like uh, all these brand new fucking names for Jordans and, and shoes. You yeah, I mean? it's like this gaslighting. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's is that the gaslight Elevens? Mm-hmm. Or the canceled Twelves? Like what? Like bro, the red and black Twelves? Yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. The reverse flu games. I'm like, well, nigga, what? Alright well Man Nah I don't want them to think, think this nigga Jordan Is behind this shit That nah yeah, Not, not drop, so much We gonna drop the We gonna drop the flu games And I need y'all to um, I need Gaslight to start trending that On these social medias That nigga That nigga MJ You see how he wears suit pants That nigga got, That nigga's like yo. Somebody need to gaslight him Oh he be like yo bring On my, them damn suit pants Bring my 12s back <laughs> That's all he say You know Them niggas figure out A fancy name for him I think he's just said Billionaires can do this shit Yeah <laughs> For sure <laughs> <laughs> Nigga MJ say Yeah billionaires Wear Jordans too Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Straight up, man. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had nobody say that shit to me. Uh, I haven't either. Um, I, knock on wood. Yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you, man, that uh, though. We do. I, I mean, I know I do it every day. Um, I hold a mirror up to myself every day, like, uh, to make sure I'm doing, just like I'm saying, I'm not doing something that I may call out on somebody. Um, I'm always like, even if shit happened to me, like, yeah. Say if I got 
got tricked or I made a bad mistake. You look at yourself on what you did wrong to get in that position. Exactly. Yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, like, some things, yeah, this person did that to me, but I look at, yo, how did I allow that? You know, what did I do right here? So, like, I always got a mirror to myself. That was one of the hardest things in my youth to do. Or was hold that mirror up. Mm-hmm. Like there would be situations that I that probably was I was it was the least my fault. Mm-hmm. But like as I was getting older, I would say mid twenties, it was really hard to be like I could have did this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to do that. Right. It was always that motherfucker over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that bullshit. And then on top of that, this motherfucker cut me off. So that's you know that made me five more minutes late. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then my phone wasn't charging because I was arguing with a whoop-de-whoop last night. So I didn't get, you know, you, you you find all of these reasons why it's everybody else's fault but yours. And I think that's so critical um, when people like look at the, the things that they go through. Because think about what you just think about even that thought process, like of going through something. People like to say, um, you know, I, w- I went through this. I went through that. But you don't hear a lot of people say, I went through a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit I put myself through. For sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes a lot to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Even even if you ever hear somebody like tell a story, like you're public speaking, and they're like, you know, I made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. I did a lot of bad things. I, I've been through a lot growing up. It's almost like, sometimes, I'm not saying everybody does this that, that wants to tell their life story, but in a way they kind of justify some of the fuckery that they did because of what they went through when some shit you just wanted to do you just wanted yeah. to do hood rash shit a lot of most a lot of it is that bro like, you wanted to do some hood yeah. rash shit you made some dumb fucking shit and, and that shit caught up with you nigga my life was hard like bro you chose to do some of that yeah. shit don't get me wrong it don't always go like that some people are victims but yeah we respectfully we gaslighting respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> that's another one that's another one by the way bro. respectfully that shit getting on my nerves too well, I got to mean, I got to say it, because some people get offended, and you don't know you're offending people sometimes. We was not saying that shit growing up, Dad. No nah, offense. I, I it was wasn't. no offense. I wasn't. Or don't get mad, bruh. Nah, nah. I mean, nah, not really. I, I only said that right now, kind of, because I don't I, I don't even know. Respectfully, I heard you say it, and I felt like I should say it, too. <laughs> but same I'm going to be honest. I've heard it, I've heard it, like, in, like, in a professional like if you're watching a movie and you see like two businessmen talking, mm. that's the I've heard it then, you yeah. know, you know, respectfully, Clark, you know, yeah. I understand where you're going, yeah. but you know, we take it and be like, you know, respectfully, that was some hoe shit, nigga, and I'll beat your ass. But look, and it's like, <laughs> dog, there's nothing respectful about what no, you no, said, no. and that's why I don't think I really, I don't really say it too much, you know. <laughs> my homeboy, my, my one of my homeboys, he says a lot because he deals with business. Mm-hmm. And so he he understands like you know people are sensitive about their business and things and they may take things the wrong way yeah and keep it G like last five years hell this shit is like super sensitive it's oh it's like, hypersensitive bro it's so annoying it's hyper it's, it's, it's difficult cause you can't it's almost like the world is so sensitive to where it's like you can't even be who you are without offending somebody I mean it's something as simple as Yo, this is how I think. Oh, that's offensive. How I think is offending you. Is offending you. Go a fuck. <laughs> I think we should just go old school with it, and just like you know, um, you know, when when somebody really felt offended. Oh man, you were teased. You were talk shit about. I mean, man, we on. fight. 
Yeah, either you, you fight from the shoulders, kids will pick on you. Either way, it's going to shape your life. Well, I mean, we 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 going uh, we going there. The thing the thing is, my nigga, <laughs> is just like what people don't understand about like all the sensitive shit that happens, and you know, different terms that are being used, and all the the participation trophies that are being handed out was not being understood about that bullshit is that you're preparing people for a world that doesn't give a fuck about all of those things. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if something is offensive to you and you don't like it and you're not crazy about it and you go to work a nine to five, right? And all of these things that you feel that are not fair or whatever the case it is, and you end up working for somebody that don't give a fuck about any of those things, guess what? You work for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, you can you can roll the dice and say, you know what, I'm going to get this person out of here because they're being offensive. I don't like it. Yeah. And uh, they're hurting my feelings. And But <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it's like that's not how the world is built. You know what I'm saying? It's not built like that. When you go to certain fast food places, you there's nothing right. there's nothing you can do to make them have your experience be the best fast food experience or the best customer service experience or you can't force somebody to to drive and give you the best driving experience from point A to point B and follow all the traffic rules and I think that's why sometimes the bullshit you deal with in school before you get out there in the real world and you're hundred percent responsible for yourself. I feel like that 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 stuff kind of is important, and it, it did shape us. You know. Oh, I agree. Now I'm not an advocate of being bullied, um, or being ostracized because you know you 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 have less things than people. But the the hard truth is, those things can happen to you in the real world. Oh yeah, you can yeah, be ostracized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the workplace, you yeah. can be in, in it'll, it'll never change. They can put laws in place. I mean, there's all kinds of laws that are in place for the job, right? Yeah. You know, that that's supposed right. to protect right. you from um, yeah. being treated differently, but you're still treated differently. Yeah, that's why I mean, that's why they made the law. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, this shit gonna happen, bro. <laughs> you know, I think I think you should get all doses of it through some point in your life. Yeah, like you should be bullied you should be gaslit yeah gaslit you should be all of it because after after you go through it i mean and then it, it, like you know so what else? you'll know what it looks like yeah you know it looks like you're you're you know how to endure it hopefully you know how to endure it yeah uh and go through it but i feel like everybody should experience some of that in your life because i mean the one that's really living and then you know it makes you, I think it makes you a better person. I can see where these individuals, like, like just for example, you touched on the participation awards. Some people maybe who believe in that um, have a mindset that, like, I'm, I'm just guessing here, I don't know. But, like, if they feel like if the entire world or the majority felt the same way, uh-huh. that, of course, this place could be a better place. If everybody was awarded for... Just participating. Uh, really, it's not even awarded. It's recognized, shall I say? Because yeah. most people don't recognize that themselves. Like, and I think that's the easiest. That's the easiest fucking trophy. Like, if after the race, 
say you you run a fucking race and you come in third, you don't take you, you maybe take the bronze home, but you automatically take home the gift of knowing, yo, I went out, I competed, I participated, I gave yeah. him all. If you can't yeah. recognize that yourself, you probably gotta hold that mirror to your face. Yeah. But the motherfuckers who knew and they went hard yeah. <laughs> and got this gold, you know what I'm saying? That's here you go, bro. You understood. And you get all that, you know. Sometimes so. they're still not satisfied because it's like I don't even like how I got the win. I barely got it. I wanted I wanted to be by yeah. a mile. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. it, it's a competitive nature out there. And the, yeah. the the thing, the the crazy thing about life is that it's so unpredictable and yet we try to make it as predictable as possible. Yeah, we try to plan and, and be We try to shit. control the timeline. Yeah. We try to control the outcome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have no problem with controlling the income. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an advocate for that. <laughs> but I, I kind of wanted to touch up on when you said, um, you know, going through the bullying um, because I, I don't want people to try to mix your words up. I I think that the bullying aspect of it is more of under uh, being able to identify what it is and what to do and how to maneuver around it is why it's important because it's never going to go away. No. In every single generation, in every in every time period, in every part of history, there's been a form of bullying. So, I mean, you can do things to help people that's went through it. But, I mean, shit, I've been through it, you know, as a kid. Right, right. And there came a day where I got tired of that shit and I changed some, ki- I changed some kids' lives. <laughs> Forever. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What happened, and, man? You got to tell your bully story here online. It's not just getting off easy, man. Nah, you got to spit a bitch. I got kicked out of school, bruh. I got kicked out of school in, you do? in elementary school. These cats was bullying me from like fourth grade to sixth grade because <laughs> I didn't have... Bastard. Because I didn't have J's and dope ass Nikes, my parents was oh, buying shit. me Pro Wings and um, British Knights. He's <laughs> in the BKs. Yeah, I was in the BKs. BKs. Was BKs was hot at one point. Yeah, but it wasn't hot when I was in them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was that, was that like right? And eighty-five, eighty-six. Bruh, I was going through it. And these kids was kids, and like I said, this is fourth through this is fourth through sixth grade. So sixth grade is when shit really went down. These yeah, yeah. kids was, you know, they had all the new Jordans. These kids had waves in their head, like like on the on the Duke box, an S girl box. You know what I'm saying? They they had Nike clothing and in the whole right, night. You started making me feel bad because I had waves in Nike. <laughs> hey. But you make me feel bad, man. But here's the thing: what I didn't understand as a kid is I had shit. I just didn't have cool clothes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And but that 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 doesn't matter when you're at school. When you're at school and you don't have the dope shit that everybody else has at school, it don't matter that you got a Sega at home, right. you got cable in your room, you got your own room. You ain't thinking about that. You're not yeah. thinking about that shit, right? right. So we at school and. Um, uh, I just kept getting fucked with. You know what I'm saying? And I always wanted to be, 
around some of these kids and it was a weird relationship because sometimes they was cool with the nigga sometimes they wasn't uh, and it was oh nigga you got on those fuck out of here man and I wasn't scared to fight anybody like yeah yeah if I if I felt like I was I might get beat I'm still gonna fight you I can't just yeah you can't back you can't I, turn I, that I came back down yeah you can't and so uh, somebody, uh, I don't want to name no names of these kids, but at the time, uh, one of the kids had said something slick to me and we were in sixth grade and he got beat up by this kid that was in the fourth grade. But this wasn't your average fourth grader. Sneaker fight. <laughs> Sneaker was different. And uh, he was like, I bet you can't do it. I was like, I bet you I can. And so they waited for me after school because oh. we had the after school program. Oh, so, I, the, so the fourth grader said you couldn't beat up the No, the sixth you, grader that got beat up by the fourth grader. So I told I was like, he was fucking with me. I was like, that's why you got beat up by a fourth grader. Uh, you can't do it. I bet you I can. Uh, and then his boy was the main antagonist. At that point, it wasn't even the dude I had to quarrel with. Them so bro. I was at the court. <laughs> I was at the court, and they said, uh, "Oh no!" It was like going to class, and they say, "It's like all right, we gonna see you." They said, "We said we oh yeah, we gonna beat your ass." So, so instead of going home and staying home, I went home. Got a steak knife. I fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I put the shit in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. I went back to the school. Uh-huh. I stood at the basketball court and watched the game. Okay. And homie came up to me and was like, "Yeah, man, what's up? What's up? What's up?" And that nigga, I just looked at him. I said, "Man, get out my face!" Uh-huh. And he punched me in my arm. And then he punched me in my chest. Not an arm shot. Yeah, punched me in my arm and punched me in my chest. And I pulled that bitch out like I was blade. As soon as I pulled it out, just I pulled the knife out. I turned to him and I said, "Now what?" Yeah. And his face changed. Like it went from I was just gonna hit you a couple times and call you a bitch to, oh my god, this is it. Sixth grade is my last year. <laughs> stupid guy. And so <laughs> no, he really went and told on me. Oh, wow. That was the ill part about it. Oh, you know he went and told on me, and then the after school lady was like, "You shouldn't have did that." And then, then I got scared, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So like, is... on your way to the office, did you like toss the knife real quick? Nah, bro, it's over. <laughs> it's over. So I got I got kicked out of school. I got expelled. So we talk about like Leroy Green. We talk about bro. This is bef- this is pain. sixth grade. Where you at? Sixth grade. I'm not naming cities, man. Okay. You know oh, what so I'm you, saying? You out of here. You not, many, you not men, in many, 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 man. I mean, whoever know, the nigga know the story if you hear it. Nah. He, he well, everybody in elementary school know the story. I never heard that story. I might run for president, bro. I'm not saying all that. Yeah, I mean. Nah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was in Bakersfield, man. It was I was in elementary school, and uh, the kid did. But the weird thing about it, right, uh-huh. is. That happened, and then I disappeared. I went to uh, I went to continuation school for like a few weeks. He was, and a, he was on the run. Yeah, I was on the run. <laughs> I, I got my stick and my red bag and put it at the end of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I, <laughs> but nah, uh, I went to continuation school for a few weeks to finish school, and my mom is real big on education. She was like, my kid's not going down like that, and so she sent me away. Um and then you know I did shout good out, shout out mom yeah she sent me away for a little bit and then I came back and when I came back I would just visit we weren't even living in the city no more uh-huh. and I would just come back and I would visit and um <laughs> when I would visit uh 
I I had a friend that stayed in a certain complex that knew the dude I pulled the knife on. <laughs> and their apartments were kind of like uh kind of like in a in a corner where like if you stood in front of one door, you standing in front of the other person's door too. So I was knocking on my friend's door. Waiting like, you know, waiting oh, for my boy yeah. to come outside. So they look that close. Yeah. And uh, he opened his door to come outside. And <laughs> when he opened the door, the first thing he seen is me. And he ain't seen me since that day. <laughs> oh man. So he oh, opened the door and he was like, Oh, what's up, Darian? How you doing, man? What's going on? And I that's the nicest he's ever been to me. Well, it's always a game changer after you like stand up. Stand <laughs> he said up to him. a game changer. It's always a game changer. Like <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, but you know what It's crazy Cause it, it didn't good, it, did, it didn't end there You know what I'm saying And yeah. I and like As a, as I got older I understood the magnitude Cause I'm like You know you got people That do wild shit at schools Cause they getting bullied Right right And right. you know And the, of course they're vilified Cause they doing wild shit You know they, they shooting Schools up You know I'm right. definitely not an advocate of that But that was the result of bullying, man. You just get tired and you feel like you, you can't tell nobody because then you're a sucker and they bully you even more. All the, the whole school now makes fun of you instead of just those two kids. If you tell on them, it's Love it's a domino yeah. effect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... Um, it's a life-altering. Yeah, it is. But mm. that year, that just stopped. Yeah, exactly. Because that it didn't that that stopped in school, and then like I had some issues in my neighborhood, and I started fighting niggas, and I wasn't always accurate, but I got the hang of that shit that summer, <laughs> and it was like, okay, I know I really gotta fight that nigga. Yeah, if I fuck with him, and so um, yeah, it's been pretty cool. I've won some and I've lost some. <laughs> but you live, I live. We gotta fight another day. That's what you gotta do, man. But you know what? You know what? I don't hear a lot of niggas say that when they, yeah, man, I've been in some fight. Everybody that almost most people that I know that have been in a fight never lost a fight. And I'm like, come on, look. Mm. Mike Tyson, all right, and Muhammad Ali <laughs> have that. lost fights. Yeah. Be real with yourself. I've lost fights before. You know what I'm saying? Right. And but the the beauty in it is some of the fights I lost is I know that motherfucker don't want to fight me again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't yeah. one of them things. Where it's like, yeah, I beat his ass, and it's it's right, like, right. yeah, yeah, I won. Mm. Yeah, I, I won. <laughs> Would you fight him again, man? We we cool now. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> it's that type of shit. No, that's a good, that's a good thing to have. <laughs> shit. That's what I've learned in my years. It's like because I've been around, I've been in some of those conversations where some people that I was cool with, we had some tussles growing up, mm-hmm. junior high, high school, and then they be like, "Man, didn't y'all fight? Yeah, man, we fought. Man, who won? Hey, man, don't be bringing up all that shit." Because I'm like, well, he can go. Nigga. Yeah, it's liable to go again. <laughs> you got the best of me, but you know, I had a, uh, I had a salad, and a banana, I'm light on my feet. Uh, <laughs> Potassium is high. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, man. That you know that's story time with Dizzy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's good though. Like, but I mean, it did it did mold me though to be because yeah. my my older brothers, it's not like they could pull up. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was, and like those are those same principles that you learned though from that molded you today. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like you just got you you're built different, right? So. I don't know, you know, I don't know. Were you ever bullied at any point in your life, Dev? Oh yeah, yeah, I got bullied. For you know me, I was always I was always dark, skinny, and small. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Most people everybody 
was larger than me. But yeah, I got bullied. I got bullied by um upperclassmen. He was like in junior ROTC, you know what I'm saying, all that military type shit. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, they were in fit. They were doing all, they were, they were fit. And uh, yeah, yeah, I had bought, like I was fucking around with some toys and shit. It was young, whatever. I think it was like around six, 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 seventh grade. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you know, I bought some toys from the cat, uh, and I can't remember. I think one of the toys that I had was like, it was one of his, but I gave it back. I didn't give it back to him, or I gave it back to him, broke one of them, uh-huh. well, something, something broke off, whatever, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, yeah, he tried to press me at the bus stop. He was like, "Yo, so and so, you better give my toy back." But when this and that, or uh, you know, what I'm saying it's gonna be problems tomorrow. You know, what I mean, I'm like, that's gangster. Yeah, you know, for a toy, for a toy. Wow. Yeah, I guess. All right, Andy. I didn't realize you were crazy about your Buzz Lightyear. Motherfuckers is crazy about these Star Wars toys. <laughs> I never really seen the big thing in Star Wars, <laughs> so that's why I kind of like I had a toy. Like, okay, what's going on with Star Wars? So I'll check it out. She was gay. To me. <laughs> but anyway, I gave it back to him. You know, he said it was broken. I gave it back to him late, whatever. You know, uh, and I remember, like me, I'm mostly like calm, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cool. And I remember my mom's, my mom's a real hitter for sure, like South Central born and, and just didn't take no shit. So I had told her, I was like, yeah, so-and-so, he was like, like wanting his toy back and shit, pressing me. And she was like, oh, okay. Was like, oh, so she, and I told her, she was like, oh, he's trying to, he's trying to like press you. He's trying to like bully you. Uh-huh. And like, she was like, okay, so this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to talk to him. And my mom was so so like straightforward with it and like ready to take it to that other level and I wasn't I was like cool I was just like I ain't really tripping but she had pressed me on it and I was like I was like feeling the heat from her and I was like shit and I got a ride yeah I was like I really didn't think it was like this I kind of got a ride so I was like I was kind of like I was kind of kind of scared a little bit not from facing this guy but facing like what's gonna be the right decision yeah like yeah I thought it was just cool let this thing ride the way she's explaining it and how I'm interpreting it now is like, okay, he was trying to press me. Okay, I really got to take it to this level. And then that that's when, like, I started to realize, like, yo, um, things like this could happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I'm actually at a crucial point in my life to is where yeah, I got to uh, either stand up to this or what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. What's going to keep happening. So right. she showed me, like, she was talking to me about that shit. And, uh, she had kind of given up because I was like energetic, like, all right, yeah, fuck, it, I'm a fighter. I was just like, yeah, yeah. she was like, and she was like, yeah, you might be a lover, not a fighter. So the next day, when yeah, that bus pulled up in front of us, <laughs> <laughs> that bus pulled up in front of Smokey Apartment, <laughs> and I hopped off and I seen him. See, like he's bigger than me, like period. And he said something like, yeah, so what's up, my toy? I was like, look, man, I'm gonna tell you straight up, like. Um, you can have it back. It's yours. You know what I'm saying? It ain't broken nothing, but uh, all this shit about you, you know, you saying you're going to whip my ass or any of that. Like, it's whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, what's up? And he was just like, it was in front of everybody. He was just like, oh, uh, I mean, you know, don't worry about it, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll, uh, it's cool, man. I got like three or four of them anyway. I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I just walked off. You know, but but I seen him every day. It's funny shit about it. He he lives downstairs from where I used to live at, like wow. in the same apartment. So, but I'd only see him like hopping out of school and shit. And I mean, when we when we would like play all aggressive like man sports, we go at each other like 
basketball, football, that nigga wasn't there. Like that's you know, so crazy. He wasn't, he wasn't playing none of that. He wasn't like boxing with us or nothing. But I guess at that time he felt like he could like press me, which you know it it brought me to a point though. One thing it definitely brought me was like yo, no matter uh, whatever how bad you think somebody is or you know saying something, um, you know stand your ground. Don't be don't be afraid to. They call it what it is, and nine times out of ten, most niggas don't want to fight anyway. They just want to talk. They want to yeah. be a friend. Some yeah. niggas do want to fight. Don't get me wrong. I got in a fight. Plenty. I got in a few fights. But oh, for sure, most the, niggas just want to be hurt. The difference. I, I just think the difference. Like you could tell, like what I've learned in life, and that's why, like, I've really tried to stay committed to retiring from fighting. It's because <laughs> you retire from yeah, fighting. Dude, I just, that shit is so childish, bro. The, especially at the age we at right now. It just, dude. Sometimes you, you still got to get somebody asshole. You do, you do, but it's just like, if it if it manifests from words, it's just like, bro, like, come on, man. Oh, from words, yeah, that's true. But I mean, if it's something like, you know, all right, man, you ask my wife, I'm not really going to do a lot of talking. I'm just going to figure right. out what you got to respond to from what my wife told me and then I'm going to determine what level of ass whooping I'm handing out. But the thing about it is it's like, mm. I learned that young about the difference between somebody that really want to fight and somebody that want to talk. Yeah, yeah. Because when somebody want to fight, they're not doing a lot of talking. They ain't doing no talking. <laughs> yeah. It's on site. You know what I'm saying? They looking around and shit. Mm-hmm. Before they get ready to bust your shit, you know what I'm saying. There's certain mannerisms that go down, mm-hmm. but you know, um, when they have an audience, it's like, nah, that's not what you want to do. You want to entertain. Wait. You want to entertain, man. I don't want to entertain. I want this shit to be over. Yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. <laughs> I, I, I want to be over yeah. fast. I don't do a whole lot of talking. You know, like. If I really, yeah, I agree. If I got, like, if I'm just want to, like, like, fuck you up, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Uh-uh. But if I, like, if I got some shit to say to you, I'll say it to your face. Yeah. And if you want to fight, yeah, we can fight then. But that's the only time, like, I'm going I'm to talk to you. Like, you know. Yeah. Straight up, man. I, I, it, it's all just healthy experiences, bro. And we didn't know back then. We just knew that we had a decision we had to make at the time period. But I think the yeah. world now doesn't understand, like, yeah, because they want to be all nice and polite. And, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like <laughs> that's not how you train for certain things. You know, it's, it's, that's not, yeah, it's life, no different than the workplace. That's like, how life is, yeah. If they taught you in the workplace that everything has to be organized, everything has to be in a timely fashion, you know, this has to be done at 5 o'clock, this has to be done at 2 o'clock, all this other shit, then they would never ask you certain questions in interviews do you work well by yourself <laughs> yeah yeah you see what I'm saying yeah they want to know what show they want to know that is. hey we throw some bullshit at you you're not gonna crack for sure right yeah, but yeah. then at the same time you know be nice to every no that that's yeah. that's that doesn't make any sense nigga hurry up with this so I can finish this if you don't we gonna have a problem <laughs> respectfully respectfully <laughs> <laughs> like, none of that shit respectfully like nigga you fucking up my money yeah you know I said I can't that's how I used to go you don't finish this body work on time I can't paint this car right I got to make I got to make 1200 by the end of this week right that job you got got 20 hours in it yeah nigga hurry up right you know what I'm saying and I'm like hold on 
If a nigga's talking to me like that, like, nigga, I'll take as long as I motherfucking want. I got a hundred hours in this bitch, and I'm going to stretch this bitch for two weeks, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, they don't tell you that shit. You know? Yeah, man. And I, and, I, and I think that's the important thing. It's almost like sometimes I do feel bad when people try to shield their children away from the inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. like cursing. You're Stop gonna gaslighting your kids. Yeah, straight up. You're gonna hear cursing. You know, because you know you're gonna hear it one random day when you're in Target. For sure. And you get, and it's a disgruntled customer. How do you feel about that? Like, if you had kids early age, like four or five, you slaying cuss words, or are you trying to like, hey, don't say that? I want to. Oh, like if they if, if they're allowed to cuss, or if they no, hear me I'm cuss, saying like. At what age do you feel comfortable you want your kids to get comfortable with the real world, the vocabulary? I want the them world. to get comfortable with the real world when they're able to understand the simple things like like hot is hot, cold is cold. Okay. My stomach yeah. hurt, my head hurts. When you understand just standard things in life, then they need to understand the real world because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want them to I don't want them to ever feel 100% vulnerable because nothing's, you know, we always talk about, well, tomorrow's never promised, but you pamper right, your child. Right. If tomorrow's never promised, you, you can't pamper your child. You have to kind of prepare them for the worst, expect the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've heard, you know, one of one of my brothers on the podcast, on the Notion podcast say that, you know? And, and the thing about it is I'm not critiquing anybody's parenting Please parent your children the way you've always dreamed, okay? But the only thing that I'm saying is you will help them by not trying to delay the inevitable. For sure. Because you can be as holy as you want or you can be as as reserved as you want and say, hey, you know, we don't cuss, we don't do this. I'm not saying you got to let your children cuss or you got to cuss. I think I um, I was a big kickboxer fan, the movie Kickboxer. I used to watch all of them and I remember there was a part of the movie where the little kid was cussing and he says, stop cussing all the time because when you do it, it's not going to have any meaning. Mm. And I was like, that that's actually dope. That's a good way to tell somebody not to cuss all the time. And but at the same time, if you do, people will take you serious. It's like, damn, he don't really cuss like that. He was he must really be upset. Yeah, the nigga hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just think don't 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 deny them of the inevitable because now you're not doing them. Mm. Um that's why I'm glad my, my family talked to me about race really early. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And there's a couple things that, you know, you know, my mom tried to hide me from the women. You know what I'm saying? She she didn't want her baby dating dating these chicken heads. I can't say the same. Yeah, my mom was, <laughs> my mom was <laughs> like, "No, y'all not touching Richie Rich." She was, you know, that's how she, she was, was with it. She, you know, having kids. Early but you know, on, like, you know what it was. I put two and two together. My mom always called me a handsome young man, and this, that, and the other. So she kind of put two and two together. Like, all oh, these girls is gone. Yeah. And I'm telling her, like, mom, I'm in elementary school. I'm the ugly duckling right now. They're not rocking with the kid. But the minute <laughs> I got in junior high and high school, it changed. So, yeah. I was knocking a barn down, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just playing. <laughs> but, you know, things make more sense. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and, I, and I'm glad that certain I was exposed to certain things at a young age because, I, you know, the other thing, I don't have a fascination to go do it either. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my pops smoked weed when I was a right, kid. Right, exactly. I never had the urge to I'm, I'm roll up and I'm gonna smoke too. Right, right. I know you know what I'm like, saying? Mm-hmm. Because I, I've seen it. I had I got OG I had OG cousins that was banging and doing all this other stuff. Right, right. But I wasn't exposed to everything that they was doing. But that didn't urge me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go bang. I'm gonna do this. And I'm not saying that that's the antidote to keep your kids from not doing it. I'm just saying the fact that I was around it and I seen what it was about. Yeah. And I was still able to just go be a kid. I wasn't fascinated with that. Sometimes people, um, they try to shield. They try to shield people from the truth and they start seeking it in living that truth like it's their life because they've been denied it. Like you gotta, you gotta keep, you gotta keep it real with people sometimes because they just want to know. They just want to know what is that? Once you tell them what it is and it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's, yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? It's like a concept of a damn or it is what it is and it isn't what it is you know cause like think about it a dam is built to pretty much you know hold water yeah. water use the water's flow for energy right but if you never built the dam there will never be a build up of water right so it's the same thing like if I never put this shield up from nigga Pornhub this little nigga won't be so eager to see what's on Pornhub. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, if you don't, yeah, if you don't really shoot him from me, you let it all expose and talk to him about it or people about it. It's because, like, I think with me, I when I'm in my childhood, I had no filters. Like, Nah, you didn't, bro. I had no filters, nah, bro. Nah, you didn't. And, uh. You were different. Yeah, I kind of thank my, I thank my mom for that because it was like raw life dealt to me early. Um and like I said, it is what it is, what it is. So like You I, wasn't a wild dude either though. And I, I think I that's that's the perk that came at it, like yeah. you know, just being like, look, this is what the shit is. You know, like a lot of homies that we grew up with, you wasn't determined to be like, Yeah, nigga, I'm out here nigga, I'm deaf, nigga. It was just kinda like Bro. you were kinda like sidelined, just like ha crazy bro for real like my homie said he was I'd like, always peep that he was like Dev you like a fly on the wall not yeah. like a quiet fly on the wall you like that fly on the wall that's like beatboxing but you just like Dev there was a couple times where I was probably lit and you was like this nigga be crazy and I'm like damn Dev probably saying I'm crazy I'ma just nah, chill I'll see you over the years bro you was just always just like you had a you had a, a centric Type spark about you, like you mm-hmm. had an energy about you, but you wasn't like chaotic. You weren't like off the wall. Nigga. I just like, didn't follow. I didn't. You know what it was with me, bro. I just did whatever I wanted to do at the time. I fuck with that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like. I didn't want to. I didn't. I'm not gonna rock with this person because they the they the the topic of the week. Uh-huh. Um. I'm not gonna wear this because it's gonna give me the attention. Like you won't fuck with me because I'm me. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's how I've always. I fuck with that. That's why I've. That's the one thing I got from bullying, like okay. not me bullying people, but people bullying me. Uh-huh. It was like I'm gonna beat your ass if you fuck with me for being me, and I'm not gonna change me. Right. And if you rock with me and you appreciate me for who I am, I'm gonna love you for it because that's all I ask. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm able to get along with with a lot of people. Yeah, you just you do be yourself for sure. All I know, I know I could definitely remember that like. Growing up in junior high, high school, uh, and so forth, you just always, you know, had your same shit. Yeah, 
No gaslighting. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You can try to. I'm running a tank low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping it. in another car with a quarter tank. <laughs> Stupid man. What is he talking about? It's not even what gaslighting means. <laughs> <laughs> Never listening again. <laughs> We're in a clubhouse. <laughs> but yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 unique. Uh, it's a unique climate. Um, it's a weird. It's a weird one. Uh, comment on that. I was trying to be nice. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. Like, don't get me wrong. I wanna. I miss. I miss the uh, the bluntness of some things. It's just people just being straight up and real. Sometimes I uh. Yeah, sure. I understand. Um, sometimes I get annoyed. I'm I'm one of these people, yo. You and you tell me if you're one of these people. I probably am, but go ahead. I get annoyed when motherfuckers be too nice. Um, Is that something you have a problem with? Or I, I I'm just like I watch you. I watch you. The, the nicer nice. you are, the closer I watch you. Okay. Because I naturally feel like you're trying to hide something mm. about yourself. And it ha- and, and and for the record, this has nothing to do with oh man, these niggas is insecure about nice people. It's just oh no, nah, not at all. <laughs> it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, look, there are some extremely nice people out there that just really have a good aura to them. Right. But if your niceness is is giving off a sensor in my intuition uh-huh. that's questioning it, you're probably fucking lying. Right? Yeah, you might be fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you said. You see what I mean? This this is how the niceness when I when I when I distinguish the niceness as well. Okay. It's like it's like a driver, a driver that's like so cautious and so um, not aggressive uh-huh. that they end up getting in an accident. Because they're too fucking, oh, I'll let they you know. overthink everything. Oh, I, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I mean by the too nice. Like, yo, like, like, what, 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 what do you, I'm good. What the fuck do you want to do? You know, why are you being so goddamn nice to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Take care of yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But, nah, nah, those things like that, like, even when I, I tell it to the people all the time when I'm in the store, some people like, we're in the same lane, uh-huh. in the same aisle shopping. Right. You're on your side, I'm on my side. That's what the fuck the aisle's for. We're here to shop. Right. You know, say we're walking here, somebody stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fuck are you sorry for? Like, why are you sorry for doing what you're supposed to do here? You're not in my way. You you on your side. You, we're, we're, we're fine. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's a nice gesture, but. I. That shit irks me. I have two feelings about that. Go because ahead. depending on the, the, the scenario the shopping scenario I'm on. Mm. But then at the same time, I appreciate that shit. Yeah. Because, because some motherfuckers violate your space. So I appreciate that. I'm sorry. So it's like, oh, so you seen the bullshit you was doing. Good. Move on. Move along. I wish a motherfucker cascade on to the next aisle. That was too close would adapt that mindset. (laughs) But it'd be like, it's not necessarily, let me say, it's not necessarily that individual it's the accumulation uh-huh. of how much I've heard. I'm sorry for motherfuckers not doing anything offensive. 
Not yeah, doing it's like yo, it's, that, it's almost like they're paranoid. Yeah, it's like yo, I'm on the fifty. If I'm sorry, I'm nice because I'm paranoid. For, yeah, like why? Why? Yeah, it's just it's just. I yeah. Um, sometimes that just hurts me. I'll be like yo, I I only say I, I one. I never say I'm sorry. I say I apologize. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it is. I've the, I've actually had a um. Real quick, I've actually had just a. Uh, I've always had an a, a inner battle with that. Have you? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Um, to be honest, I think if it's like my wife mm. or somebody I'm close to, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I will say I'm sorry if I just if I really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I'm sorry, mm. but if I feel like I fucked up, but you was bullshitting too. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you this is this is why I gotta tell you, this is why I, I distinguish it too. When I was real young, okay once again, my moms, I swear to God, these black women, I lay y'all to death. Uh my moms, she told me she was like, uh, I was saying it a few times before, just cause that's what we're conditioned to do. We mm-hmm. see other people doing that, saying they're sorry. And uh, I said that she was like, sorry. She was like, look, don't you ever say you're sorry. And I was like, why? She was like, listen to what you're saying. You're not a sorry person. Okay. You know what I mean? You don't do sorry shit. Right. You're like, you You know, you're strong. You're a leader. You do, you do positive shit. Like, she was building me up, like, real affirmations. That's what's up. So it was like, no fuckery in me. Mama to, Dev is dope. Man, she's crazy, yo. <laughs> Don't tell her I call her Mama Dev, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she'll probably be like, she'll probably go hard and push her own line. Like, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, she was like, you're not sorry. And then I, as I got into like etymology, words, the sounds, you know, phonics, um, how words are spelled and then affirmations. It's it's real when you say like I'm sorry. You're telling yourself you are sorry. You're yeah, sorry. That is true. So I was like, I was like, whoa. So like, I think it was twenty yeah oh seven oh eight. Uh-huh. I like I deleted sorry from my category. I mean from my vocabulary. It was just uh-huh. like, all right, if I do something hurtful or offensive, I have to apologize to somebody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's real. So, I, I respect that. I had to figure it out though. Like I was like, "Whoa!" And then it, it did, and then it started to click. I was like, "Okay." So when I hear people say, "Like I'm sorry," that's I think that's why it hurts me because I'm like, "You don't know what you're saying." Yeah, you don't. Exactly. Yeah, it's like what? And then, but I watch though. I watch motherfuckers that that say I'm sorry uh-huh. and that do fuck shit and do bullshit, and I fuck them up. I'm like, "Yeah, you are sorry." Cause I know, yeah. I'm, I'm watching you. I'm seeing how you treat me. I'm treating you. Just, hey, I see what you're doing okay. in life. Like, yeah, you are sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's real. You said it. Yeah, that's but real. you know, that's it real. might be true. That's definitely real. I think, um, like when I think back on it, I don't. I think the last time I probably said I'm sorry it was probably to a kid. To a kid, yeah. And I think it's because they they're not used to I apologize. And they might be like, he didn't say sorry. He said he apologized. Right, right, right. Or, you know, if they can even pronounce it, he apologized. <laughs> you know, whatever. And I think what happens with a lot of people that say I'm sorry is they don't have that 
real ass conversation like they had, like you got to have with your moms. And what ends up what ends up happening is they forever say that because like my mom mm-hmm. will say, "I apologize," and that's just because of her vocabulary, her intellect, how right. she carries herself. And if my dad was still living, he's the type of person not thinking, you know, would be like, I'm "Sorry about that." You know what I mean? Because right, right. how he came up, his vocabulary, his slang, and how he speak. And the reason why I say that is because, and it's so important to understand that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. even my pops probably didn't know that. And and the reason why I say that is because I can remember a time like when my parents, you know, wanted to let me know that they felt bad about something they did to right, me. Said One said, apologize. Like, my dad whooped my ass really bad. <laughs> and I deserved it. And it was the most masculine apology I ever got. He was like... Sorry for whooping your ass earlier, but <laughs> I love you. I and love uh, you. you know what I'm saying? For a reason. And I was over there like, I didn't say it's okay because I was that afraid of my dad. I was just shook my head, just let him know, yeah, it's good. I understand. Yeah. Even if it's not good, I'm going to tell you it's good. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think that is one of the dopest things I heard a mom tell their son or even tell their child because. Words are powerful. We don't. Super powerful. Um, I think Bruce Lee had a quote where he said, "Be careful what you say about yourself because your body is listening." Yeah, yeah, it's listening. It's bro. listening. It's listening. I get on my wife all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? She be saying stuff. You know, I, I want to lose in a. Hey, don't talk about my wife like that. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Don't talk about my wife like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's my lady, right? There. Yeah, it's my. It's, it's, she a bad motherfucker. Don't, 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 right. don't do that. Mm-hmm. You fucking it up. You know what I'm saying? You fucking the vibe up. Yeah, bro. This, 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 these words and, and it's power. They're, they're powerful, bro. They are they, powerful. They're literally right. Why they call it spelling and spells? Like yeah, they're, they're real spells, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like uh, that's a whole nother topic. But that's a that's a conversation that we will have. If you if you ever heard of the Phoenicians, phonics, sounds of words. Etymology, Minister Society, yep. Boys in the Hood, <laughs> NW. I'm just playing. Hey, <laughs> hey, that, that's close, real shit. That's real close shit. Attention to the words being used, even when you talk to yourself. Well, um, my boy D Hustle was um, giving me some game on on a couple books. I got Audible. Um, yeah, I'm not so. gonna get promo because they're not paying your boy right now. They're not paying outside raps and they're paying Dizzy and Dev. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm into a lot of audiobooks and he was explaining, you know, the power of words because he's huge. He is a reformed um individual. Uh-huh. We went to private school together in every I think I told you this. I think I mentioned this on the, on a podcast. E forty every morning. Oh, uh, he was with private him. school. I stayed at the when you hit the corner of the hallway. Uh-huh. My room was one of the first rooms. If you hit the fire escape exit and go up the stairs, first room was one of his rooms. Okay. Every morning, E forty. Him or you? Him. Okay, he's with door him. wide open, blasting it hella high. Okay. <laughs> I still remember the tune. You <laughs> do me in the click. And and the thing about it is um he's he's said some things to me that really had made me think. Right. 
about how we are in words. And what I'm really getting at is he, he you know, he reads books about how powerful words are. And, and, and he talks about like the music, you, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, and the thing is, is there's this, there's this ongoing civil war in our culture and in the world about, you know, well, the things that you guys are saying in music and rappers and do, and, and, and I have a, is is I have a gaslighting. I have a very <laughs> unique argument with that dev because why, I will why? defend, I will defend some, some very descriptive and vulgar music, even though my music isn't really like that. Right. So, and the reason why I do is, it's the freedom of expressing what it is that's on your mind or what oh, it yeah. is that you feel, even though I may not go that far. And I, and, and right. for the listeners, I can go that far. I'm re- I right. really can't, I really have that range, but what stops me is my nieces and nephews. For sure. Yeah. You got my it. wife, yeah. the children I haven't had yet. So are you, are you defending the, the, the right to express yourself. The right to express yourself, oh, the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should definitely be able to You know say, what I'm saying? I mean, that's why they put the label on there. Explicit content. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo. But then, <laughs> well, my boy Hus, do never ceases to amaze me as far as in educating yourself because, you know, we'll we'll have conversations and I'll start bringing up like celebrities and uh-huh. we'll, we'll, in, people in the music industry. And I'll be like, look, man, like, we start talking about the black culture and what we need. I'm like, you know, Ice Cube is trying to do this and Jay-Z and, you know, we got this. It's a dangerous conversation. And he'll start laughing and he'll be like, listen to what the problem is. We got to go to somebody named Ice Cube (laughs) and Jay-Z to get our community back together. Come on. Let me stage names. But, (laughs) But I seen what he was getting at. And what he was getting at was the dependency that we have well, on, no, I'm not saying me and you, no, but I just understand. like, because I will, but, I, I read a lot of things and I see a lot of things where it's like, you know, these rappers and these celebrities, they could be doing this, they could be doing that. And I was just having a conversation before we started our podcast uh-huh. and I, I was talking uh, with Poe and, uh, and his lady and her mom. And I was saying, and and you know, her mom's, you know, she was she's really with the movement. Yeah. And I say, you know, the, you know what one of the differences between you know like the sixties and now is you know Malcolm and Martin and all of them. They wasn't rappers, and they wasn't entertain. They wasn't entertainers. And what what we're, what we have done over the year, a course of time, is now we equate the a person's success, and we tell them where their responsibility should be at instead of. Mm-hmm. Creating and allowing the people that are already in those fields and holding their expectations up to make change in the world and, and experiences. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, so when when we talk about words, and he's really big on like music, and he's like, "Man, look, listen to this shit, man." Right. And he's not saying don't listen to it. It's 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 killing your mind. He's right. simply saying like this should not be your only influence of why you want to get your life together or get your shit together or get inspired. This can be a spark for sure or a conversation, but there should be other things like reading, educating yourself, yeah. life experiences. And that right there, I respect it because this is a dude that came from listening to that and been in, being inspired by that. Mm. It'd be different if he never listened to it. 
And he never really <laughs> understood the, And he still listens yeah. to rap music You know what I'm saying right. He said man I listen to rap music I love rap music And stuff like that But this should not be Our tunnel to success And saying like Oh I listen to Such and such So I want to be a mogul Well I, I hear what you're saying Yeah But I do got to contest Okay be, Because I totally understand What he's saying um, That shouldn't be the only source of inspiration That's why I, That's yeah. Let me say this it's, That's it's, why I agreed with it yeah, Because it should, be the only it should be the only source And it's I think it's kind of A racial thing with us It's like we, We're not sure. we're, we're, we're so much more Than entertainers well, Yeah we are And I, I think Over the times Of course we adapt to I mean culture Culture Is just the current time But We've shifted into a fast pace where, like, most people don't read books, but most people do listen to they Facebook, most Facebook or or Sean Carter or, you know, what I'm saying these rap moguls, but they they listen to those and there are gems in there. There are gems. Absolutely, in there. yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it is the words that they use. You got to bust those words down. What they what they mean to you, like what they doing to your body, what they doing to your spirit, your frequency. You gotta listen to that. Um, but yeah, it shouldn't be your only source. But if that's all you have, because th this is the same thing I was gonna, I was gonna relate to them. MLK, Malcolm X, Marcus um, Garvey. Those individuals, believe it or not, they didn't have digital platforms. They had actual. Physical platforms Yeah they had to and, get out there And they had to do the footwork right. The legwork literally Literally Yeah You know And some 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 digital I mean we can still see Video footage of MLK today But What I'm saying is And I've always had this analogy Since about um, 2008 2007 Is like The person on the podium On top of the stage Has the power if they got the microphone and they're speaking, they have the power because that's where you're seen at. Right. You know, everybody's looking up to you. Right. Uh, everybody else in the crowd is in the crowd. There's so many people in the crowd. Right. And there's so many voices talking in the crowd that no one could be individual, like spot out. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you make it to the podium, like MLK, or et cetera, they, when you see them talk, they're on a the stage. Right. You know, you know the videos we see. They're on the stage. They're up on a platform. Everybody's quiet. They're looking up at them. Absolutely. And it's just a, it's an actual metaphor for nowadays when we got big artists that got are in the booth. They got a microphone, but they're distributed on a large platform. All that platform is a podium. And yeah, you know, what I'm saying they they just got an opportunity to be leaders. Yeah. For us at a fast rate, and they can reach masses, bro. It's just that part. You know what I mean. It, yeah, I agree. It's it's that part that shouldn't be your only source, but it is a huge source for us. Just the responsibility, though. When you said yeah. when you threw out there and you said they're leaders, that's that's a true statement. It's a true because statement, right? there's real diehard fans. They're like, I'll give you an example. Somebody that was hot that's probably not as hot as they used to be. Mm. Ace Hood. Yeah, but Ace Hood. Was and I'm, I'm bringing him. This is why I'm bringing Ace Hood up. For example, right. they're somewhere in the country. Ace Hood is somebody's favorite rapper. That means Tupac, Biggie, no. Ace he's from, yeah, Hood he's somebody's favorite is my rapper. favorite rapper, which means he has a platform. He is a leader mm -hmm. to be able to move, whether it's one 
five or five hundred people right. to say, look, do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do it because Ace Hood said do it. Yeah. Right. It, it could be yeah, I agree. It could be a it could be a major and something minor. Yeah. He's still a leader to that certain group. I right. Mean, some people may not call him a leader. Uh, some people may not call him the black community leader or a right. big leader, but he's still leading. A, a, any anytime you got a platform or a microphone, where you can reach masses. Mm-hmm. You're a leader, and unfortunately, the time we live in, we live in right now, social media has given people a huge platform to where they can lead two thousand, three thousand, yeah, five hundred, a lot. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're not for the the common good of the people. Absolutely. So it's just, it's, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of shows proof to, yo, if you got a podium or a stage or a channel or anything, you can influence the masses. You can even be real with them or you can gaslight them. You know? I think that's, a, that's incredibly powerful. It is. And... <laughs> Bro, we can go forever, but <laughs> I, I think the the important thing is, is that you know influence is never gonna go away, but I think as a culture, specifically speaking to um, blacks, but all cultures are are influenced by whatever um, they're influenced by is that we have to understand that we do have options. Oh, yeah. Because we sometimes like to make an excuse to force ourselves to be like, this person was the only... No, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I would tell you right now, Kobe Bryant, Mm. rest his soul, was a huge inspiration to many people. And he didn't. I, mean, I can't say he didn't rap a bar. He did have that song with Brian McKnight, but <laughs> <laughs> but Kobe, but Kobe, you know, he just he lived his life in a unique way. Michael Jordan lived his life in a unique way, and it sucks because yeah, I'm going the entertainment route, but um, you know, there are people out there that are successful. There are some people out there that are financially successful. The question is: is do you want to do the research to find out who these people are? Or do you want to get off on the next stop and say, I'm good here? That's what we have to get accustomed to. Um, And that's what we have to start practicing. And the reason why I think that is important, because I think if we start doing that, then we can start swaying how influential words are to us. And we won't have to have this debate on music being so detrimental to the culture and you know because there even though there is truth to that you know music can harm you because it's powerful music is the only thing I can think of that I've never heard a person say I hate music there's people I've heard people say I hate TV I hate meat I hate vegetables I hate sweets I hate going walking. I hate running. I hate traveling. I hate sex. I hate d- everything. But music? No. And the reason why is because frequencies and because there's a different frequency for everyone. Right. And, that, and that's, I, I failed to mention that. But yeah, 
you throw the phonics of words mm-hmm. on top of a vibration that yes. puts you in a trance and is that much more penetrating. That's the crazy thing about music. You're not really listening to it. It's the vibration of it. Yeah. The vibration puts you in a mode or a trance and then you throw in spells on top of that. Oh, yeah. And you like, I mean, think about it. You listen to Sade, Janae Aiko. Bro, um, Sade always made me want to cry as a kid. Bro, yeah, these ladies, I mean, Mary She Jane, was gorgeous. Gorgeous. I'd be like, man, I, why would I want to cry? But yeah, <laughs> just the way that melody flow. Yeah. The, the, the guitar That's flow, powerful. It's, it's extremely Somebody can change powerful. your mood. Man, yo, exactly, bro. And that's, that's why, like, music is, like, I mean, I understand what D-Hustle is saying, but that's mm-hmm. how, at the, in the counterpart, it's so powerful to where some people... Don't even want to read a book. They just, yo. This well, that's where we got to be thankful for the J. Coles, the Kendricks, that yeah, I feel like sure. used their music for good, and they came from yeah. they came from a different walk of life. Yeah, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. they're the the basketball player that really didn't get in trouble, and the comic book dude getting on the mic and saying, "Hey, yeah, they them they them things that like." They was balling, but they didn't get the hundred million contract. Yeah, you know, I saying they was like they was just as good at the got some endorsements, did some yeah. good investments. They good, like, and they good. You know, I I love for instance, you mentioned J Cole. I love J Cole's all his mixtapes. You know, Friday Night Lights. Uh, I can I can name them all, uh-huh. but the the authenticity, the realness, the uh-huh. relatability in that uh-huh. uh, from J Cole spitting those. Yeah, you just you knew J Cole was a was a young kid from the Carolinas that was just like, yeah, yo, I'm about to get my shot. I'm doing my thing, and these are my real life aspirations. Real shit. And then even still, after he got the check in the back, he still you you can still feel that realness in him. Like mm-hmm. he's still trying to figure out his way through it, right? And still deliver that real, but. It, I mean, I can only imagine at that point, you know what I'm saying, you got that so much money, that much fame. How Man. much, how much, think about it, how much quality realness comes to you that that's so open? Like, that's so open because you have to, you have to allow yourself to, I respect it because though a person like him has to allow themselves to be a certain level of vulnerable that, yeah. People will not do out of fear of losing everything. Right, right. But what? What you mean? Like people do what? Like people come in his life to do? Look at look at J Cole. If you look at J Cole from when he first started, right? Fresh fade, you know, making a couple songs about how females is, and you know, you know, kind of like a the Bachelor, uh-huh. you know. And then he was like, "I'm a, I'm a." Tell you what you want to hear, so I can tell you what you need to hear. Okay. And then you see him start transitioning. Now I'm gonna grow my dreads out, and I'm gonna wear sweats and some cross trainers and a t-shirt, and I'm not gonna shave my beard, and I'm gonna tell you how the world really is. And I, yeah, I think that's how he like wanted to just be, right. be at the same time. You know what I mean? That's like, what I'm. I, no, yeah. what he did is. He said, all right, I'm going to play the game. And I'm going to play the part. For sure, yeah, yeah. 
but this is who I really am now. Like the J. Cole that we see, the dreads and all that, that's who he was when he was dropping the first one or two albums. But for commercial reasons, I felt like, all right, I'm going to play the game. And then when I get the respect, I'm going to tell y'all what the hell is really on my mind. And I, and I don't feel like he was being fake. I just no. felt like he was kind of, all right, I'm going to give you the imagery and all that other bullshit. Because even now, like, he don't do features on his albums. It's all him. He does a lot of the production. He's really dolo. Yeah, I, I think to, to, to assist in what you're saying is I think the J. Cole we've seen, you know, when you got a good thing. Yeah. I dropped, that was really him. Like, he was like, yo, I know I'm this kid from this area. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of, you know, more on some hood real shit. Yeah. But I'm going, I'm feeling this too. I want to see what this is like. Yeah. And I feel like. This, he got a taste of that different life. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like where he's at now. Like yeah. Dress, like, I feel like he's that because of he's experienced that. And that's how he really feels. Yeah. Like now he's just like, man. That's I, real. I don't need to. I don't even want to do that. I just want to show y'all you right. can do this make quality shit yeah and you you don't gotta dress like this how I feel you that's know? how I feel well, like I'm, I'm just, just like, I just wanna rent at a store real quick I don't yeah. need to do all that I don't need to wear hella chains and yeah you know you know I don't need a 12 bedroom 18 yeah. bathroom I don't need all that and, and I, yeah that's important I same think, thing with Kendrick yeah yeah Kendrick oh, is you need like, to hurry up with this album stop playing with us Kendrick bro like, really, I think Kendrick is one of the most powerful people in uh, I would say culture right now like just think about it the power of his non-presence mm-hmm. right now like when I say non-presence I mean like putting the album out or his his music going crazy right now between mm-hmm. us like he hasn't dropped but his people have dropped D-Smoke has dropped yeah you know everybody everybody you know TDE or, or familiar or affiliate right is is still popping you know what J. Cole and Kendrick have made it really easy for me. And the reason why I say that is because um, there's a lot of times where I had an inner battle where it's like, man, I I feel like I got to, well, I feel like I got to. By the way, you should be putting out more music. I'm just telling you as a friend right now. Put out oh, more music. Oh, yeah. I got, I, I got, I got, I got, help us on the way. Um, I got, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I went hard in 2020, bro. I brought, I dropped hey. like three videos, hey, bro. three singles. I didn't say you didn't. I went hard, Devin. I, I didn't say you didn't. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't. But uh, I think they made it easier for me because I can write pretty much anything, and right. I can do it well. But right. I never wanted to be something I'm not. And when I first picked up the pen. I was writing some gangster shit. And I wasn't a gangster. <laughs> nigga, we cripping, nigga, we went. Be strogy. But all I'm doing is I'm just emulating the people I was influenced by. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? But what I liked about J. Cole and Kendrick, and I'm not saying that this is the type of things that they um that they've rapped about, but they made it easier for people like man if i want to be a comic book rapper i'm gonna be a comic book rapper if i want to be a a funny Mm. afro man type rapper i can do that if i want to be um 
a conflicted conscious artist. And what I mean by conflicted is like I'm conscious, but I got a sex problem or you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case is, they made it to where it's like, I don't have to be this hard ass when everybody see me. Right. And I'm not saying that the legends before them are that I'm just saying they created a space for artists to be that. I, I I would even give a little bit of that. Uh, I'd even give a little bit of that credit to Drake too. Mm, oh, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Drake, I agree. Drake was huge for like. Uh, here goes my feelings. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. how I feel. I went so, to school. I got my diploma. Um, you know, I got my permit before I got my license, and <laughs> whatever you know, whatever process it is. Um, I, I just think that like you know that that stuff is important because that also helps with the whole conversation we were having with how influential words are and yeah, yeah. And, and and how cuz it is powerful you know what you know so we said earlier with your mom saying that mm. don't ever say you're sorry yeah yeah you know there's some people that's why people in the hood resonated with a lot of people that had a lot of gangster rap and a lot of hood shit it's like I remember seeing that when the hot boys came out when NWA came out you know I mean it's countless artists 50 cent it's countless artists that came out it's like yo I remember that I remember seeing something like that I remember a fiend doing some of the things that this artist is talking about and now we have a a kind of a shift and more of a not only a shift but a creative space for people that came up saying yo I was a comic book nerd I was a math whiz that wanted to rap you know now there's a space for that because there was people that was probably good at those things or there was people that probably inspired by those things but felt like they weren't allowed because of the standard lifestyle that you had to have yeah because I mean that that standard lifestyle for sure was like hustlers was rapping Hustlers and, and hood niggas was rapping, trying to yeah, you know, tell their story, hood shit, oh, trying to get out, and, uh, and all these shit. Niggas was just spilling the beans, on, <laughs> telling online, <laughs> you know. What I mean? But at the same time, niggas was still still telling the story and giving the game, yeah. And uh, I think that's why it's like it's so correlated and tied in with like, yo, yo, you rapping, so. People expect hood shit. They expect, right? You know, what I mean, it's like yo, it doesn't have to be even Cube. I mean, you look yeah. at Cube from NWA to when he went off, had a solo career until Cube. Now, I mean, he still drops albums here and there. Cube ain't in his you know fifties uh, talking about fuck the police and you I know got, he has a different approach. I've never bought an Ice Cube album. You're tripping. Let me. T- I am not tripping. You're tripping, bro. We gonna go ahead and uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, bro, I've never bought an ice cream. You need okay. Look, everything. Is, listen, every <laughs> wrong. I bought some. I bought some bad albums. Everything is digital. You need to download. Hey, look, listen. No, 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 no. <laughs> you tell me. No, no, no. Listen, look. I um, I've heard we had an episode. I believe we were talking about um. I get both shows mixed up, bro. I spent a week in the 80s. Okay. You need to go back and you need to listen to these brothers, bro. No, no, no. Let pay attention. Download. I'll listen to a NWA album. No, 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 no. He wrote all the NWA shit. So you need to go back. But not for every artist. Who? 
Cube. Oh yeah, he probably. I, I think he didn't maybe write for Ren, but he was writing for everybody else. Mm. Yes. Yes, he wrote for he wrote Easy shit. He was writing Dre shit. He says it in the NWA records. For every track. Majority of the songs. He was writing the shit. When he left. Like, okay, here, look, let me give you some game. Let me give you some game real quick. As Dr. Dre has, you know, transcended and, and gotten bigger, depending on who he was working with is basically who was writing for him. I don't Cube in the early days of NWA was writing their music, was writing the no, lyrics. I'm not I mean, that. I'm not I'm not even gonna You need that. to go listen to Cube, Devin. But the thing is when I listen to Cube, Cube I probably do need to listen to his age. Don't get me wrong. Cube. He was on some he was on some, you know, pushing the line, fuck the man shit for sure in the eighties. The shit I heard in the latter, it was just it was just kind of cornballish to me. As far as in what what time period? I guess just how I received it. I'd say probably like um, late 90s, 2000s. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it was because... Well, he started doing shit for the Fridays, and I think that was hard. Um, I think I, the shit he did with Crazy Bone. I heard two... I think it was one album. I can't remember. It was just like... I didn't see Cube. I never really listened to Cube as a... As a musician or artist that was, I mean, I never really today was a good day. That was it. That was pretty much it. Yeah, today I mean, that and and I mean, you gotta go. We gotta go back now. You could do it. Put your back into it. That was it, bro. Crazy. You don't remember Crazy Bone? The crazy the joint he did with Crazy Bone and Ice Cube. I said that hella wrong. Only that's one, actually what he it, says bro. at the beginning of the song. <laughs> Or you get is the thuggish ruggish bone. <laughs> nah, that's Bro, that's bone thugs and uh But that's my relationship with Cube. No disrespect to him. I just wasn't like, you know, pushing play. I think I you know what it, you know what happens to us sometimes? I think there's so much music coming at us. And um and we kind of forget songs. And I'm not even going front. We forget songs, we're like, oh okay, 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 okay. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. You know what I mean? I tried. Don't get me wrong. I tried. You you got to listen. And the reason why I say this um, is because... Bro, the thing is, you're looking for a song that you think is going to be a banger? No, it's not about it being a banger. <laughs> it's not about it being a banger. It's, it's just... effective, y'all. Okay, look. Listen to this. Listen to this real quick. You know, are you, are you Bluetooth? I think I might be Bluetooth. Hold on. Yeah, I got that new... Nigga, the missus to get what you don't got The struggle that don't stop until we drop Crazy bone and ice The best thing in life is life <laughs> Get your mind right so, Get your grind right I gotta keep going You don't remember that? So, I'm gonna keep it with you How that came on If the first No, no If the, if the last two previous songs wasn't bangers That song got skipped like if I wasn't vibing with the song, that, that was actually that, a ra- that was actually a radio song though. That was like like single. Mm. That was a single. Yeah, I probably did. I, that probably would have got turned out. That was on the radio, and w- the when funny thing out, about it is, it's called out. "Until We Rich." I couldn't remember the title, and he actually spit in some game about like what you need to do for sure. You know what I'm saying? I brought, you know, I missed out on that one. You know, like to this day, I missed out on that. When did it, that come out, though? You don't mind me asking. Uh, 
this shit came out. This was late nineties for sure. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Late nineties, two thousand. Shit was I wasn't, fucking hard. I wasn't. Uh, I was like yeah. taught, taught you how to bitch in a hoe is. Shows you what a sixty four is. Wrap our ass with twenties. Roll our joints for ones. Yeah, Come on. I mean, told you how to do that shit. Police have a fit when your paper's legit. Come on, this I already no disrespect, but I, I kind of already Who heard play that. my shit. I already kind of heard that. You know? <laughs> 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 run through my playlist. <laughs> you know what nah, I'm saying? When, listen, when, real talk. I already kind of heard that from from Snoop Forty or uh, Low Key. Don't get it twisted. I mean, the Hot Boys. Don't get me wrong, California. We had a huge Hot Boys had a huge influence on us. Well, what I'm saying is go back. Well, the reason why I say go back and listen is because when I when I decided to spend a week in the '80s, I didn't skip a song no matter how much I cringed when it came on. Even when Pac had Big Psych in them on that, because <laughs> everybody skipped that after Pac man. <laughs> like, Bro, Big Psych. I felt like Big Psych. When I used to hear Big Psych come in, rest in peace, Big Psych. When I used to hear Big Psych come in after Pac, right? I never knew what Big Psych looked like. But I always pictured Pac rapping, right? Because I have an imagination. Forgive me. I don't, the Lord bless me with it. And I would imagine Pac rapping, right? Yeah. And then right when Pac stopped rapping and Big Psych came in, it was a nigga that was like 10 feet tall. It looked yeah. just like Pac, uh-huh. and it had a deeper voice with Pac's delivery with a chain on that said Big Psych. Said big ass chain, <laughs> bro. Because because Big Psych sounded like a he, he sounded, sounded like, like a, a bigger version of Pac. Yeah, you know me, he sounded hella big and just bald head. Just. I'm like, we got Pac and we got Big Psych. Big Psych. <laughs> but um, the re- the reason why I said take a, take take that trip was because um. If you allow your mind to say, I'm not listening to this shit for 2021. I'm listening to this shit for this time period. It was dope. And if I could go back to when I was a child Mm. and how I listened to rap music as a child, there's no way you're like, I ain't really like him like that. You know what I'm saying? With certain, like maybe if they weren't from the West Coast, because we from the West Coast, it probably would be different because you're not understanding the lingo, you're not understanding the slang, you probably understanding the beat more than anything. Um, I, I remember as a kid, I used to think that whoever was rapping on the beat made the beat too. The the whole everything was they shit. You know what I'm saying? But right, right. Uh, I like I said, I went back, I took spent a week in the '80s, and I ended up with an '80s mix, my own personal '80s mix. Like I said, Karis one, uh, um, Run DMC, Slick Rick, Curtis Blow. I mean, I got some, right, right, I got right. some shit that would be considered yeah. cornball to kids. So you got to do that with Cube. You got to do that with Cube, Bro. and you got to remember when you're listening to it. This is 1991 or 84 because <laughs> if you take him out, if you take him out the equation in NWA. There's no NWA because he was doing he was well, doing the majority of the writing. Well, I'm not saying like, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not doing. I hope any, he hears this. I'm not doing any hyper, <laughs> hypothetical things like that. Let's just say like I favor Cube more for the the businessman he did in uh, the movie, in you know genre, cinema, the music. 
NWA, I felt his rawness, like how he was how he was coming off. I was fucking with that. Um, but as I got older, that music not tapered off, and I was more. I was definitely an advocate. Are, are we talking when you got old enough to understand lyrics? Yeah, that makes I, sense. When I started, you, you yeah. see, Dev, that makes sense. Because I could, well, I'm gonna be honest. I could say that about a lot of artists. I mean, that's east or west. That's where it was. Like I like if I if I heard you spit and what you were talking about. Like, don't get me wrong. You could say some real shit, but if you didn't say it in a, shall I say, easy to accept way or a clean way, you really wasn't feeling it. But, but what I'm saying is, uh, since we're talking about Cube, Cube definitely. I, I look at Cube. Don't get me wrong. I look at Cube as a pioneer. For sure, I look at Cube yeah, as, as, uh, yeah, as yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. somebody that did great things for the music industry, the 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 movie industry, um, actors, everything. He's a leader for sure. Mm -hmm. And I look at him for that. When it comes to just music, I just don't look at him as a uh, you know saying artist that yo if I want some game, yo if I'm feeling this, Cube is not my first choice. Well, I mean, yeah, we can say that about it. Fucking, we can say that about damn near a majority of the industry, bro. But yeah, right now, for sure. the the thing about what you got to understand, I felt like when you look at I when you look at Ice Cube, O'Shea Jackson, you have to remember that when you think about NWA, me personally, I think about Ice Cube, Eazy, Doctor, in that order. Because Ice Cube was the scariest looking one. And then, you know, at the time when they were dropping that music, it was just like there was hardcore shit. But if you go back, go back and listen to the NWA albums. There's literally a verse of Easy E. Ice Cube write rhymes that I say. He was writing Easy shit. He was yeah. writing Dre shit. Um, but at that time period in the that that late 80s early 90s even when Too Short was coming out Freaky Tales all that other stuff it was that was the style of rapping you know what I'm saying and then of course you got the transitions and stuff I when I look at my my cat my um my inspiration list as far as artists it's very it's a gumbo a lot of things that I'm inspired by is a gumbo okay. and we know we have the, we have inspiration episodes that me and you share together on the notion and the thing is, is like, I get what you're saying because Nas was a huge influence on me and I'm from the West Coast. Right. So if somebody were to ask me, well, who was your biggest influences from the West Coast when it comes to rap music? I'm going to tell you Ice Cube, right. but it's not going to be on a lyrical level. It's going to be on cadence. I Cause see, you. the thing about Cube is... He had the cadence. Not in the eighties, like not with NWA. All them niggas was shouting, bro. Majority of that shit was. But it wasn't. But, it wasn't like a. Uh, but even but when you listen to today, it was a good day. He wasn't shouting that, and that's the only hit that most people can resonate with from Cube. No, that's his. That's one of the biggest hits. What's okay? What's Snoop's biggest hit? Come on, bro. To you. To me, what's Snoop's biggest? Hit? I listen to Snoop's all his albums through. You know, what I mean, but I, I'm saying to you, like if you say like biggest what, hit, like, like if you say like what's a Snoop Dogg song to you where you're like everybody is gonna trip when this come on, or everybody's gonna be like, oh shit, like I mean, like hit, so what's many, his? What's you got one eight seven murder on the cop. That's one. So many people in Pac. So many people know that song. You got Snoop, Snoop Dogg, where he spells out his name. Snoop, you have that one. 
Uh, uh, you talking about uh, who's that pimping in the Cadillac? Snoop. You talk, uh, yeah. You you really? I'm not saying that's my friend. I'm saying I'm talking about. You think that's like a household yeah, song? Okay, that one. Okay, okay. Um, Goddamn! I just had another one in my head to uh, "Beautiful with Pharrell." Bro, um, that's our shit. Bro, that is a nigga, world. We be like, oh, nigga, we ran that up one summer. Bro, you play that at a party and watch how many people <laughs> sing that back. Oh, 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 oh. Um. Okay, I mean, it's just so many. Look, so, it's so do, many you, do you ever have this thing where when you lit, when you when an artist pops up, when somebody say an artist immediately, a song pops up to you? But what what but so maybe, if I say maybe, Snoop Dogg, what song pops up to you? It may be different from the majority because I've, I've listened no, to no, 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 no. Of course, it's always going to be different because it's preference, right? So if I say Snoop Dogg, what song pops up to you? It's a lot. Like it's literally his whole catalog that I love. Like. Every time I hear the name Snoop Dogg, I'm I'm gonna show you what song pops up to me. fucking love how that shit come on it and it just nigga i'm right i want a crit right <laughs> but that's, that's what i'm saying like <laughs> i want a crib i don't bang but today i think it's the day you know what and, i'm saying and that's what it was for me like when when uh like don't get me wrong i'm born in 87 so a lot of the music in the 80s i didn't listen to okay so when i started getting actually like into rap it was around like 94, 95, going into the 2000s. Okay. And around that time, Snoop was, to me, Snoop, Pog, and everybody was a lot more powerful than Cube. Okay. Uh, let me help you with something, all right? Around that time, Snoop Dogg was probably not arguably, but the biggest artist on the West Coast. So there's no. There's no debate there, right? And I'm just providing the facts. That's yeah, why I can't. You, I can't debate. I like when we talk probably about probably bigger than Pac. When we talk about a cube, cube is non-existent at a point. If it's I not say, for, I wouldn't say non-existent. To me, to me, oh, yeah, listen, yeah. well, yeah, to me, yeah, Long Beach he, Dev. Yeah, he, he's non-existent unless you're talking about a Friday. <sighs> Music wise, mm. nah. Because I, I listen. I've never in the eighty before. I've never bought a cube album. Well, I mean, buy, buying buying a cube album. I agree with you. Buying a Cube album versus being non-existent is two different things because that's just your cut. That's not your cup of tea. What I'm saying, but dude, I'm, I'm exaggerating. What I'm saying is, music realm, yeah. he's non-existent to me unless he's a feature on anything. In it. I'm not searching Ice Cube in any playlist. Like, well, or, or any okay, so we're going playlist. off of preference. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's yeah, all yeah, we can yeah. go off of, right? Like, well, I mean, you could go off of preference, but okay, I, re I remember. We had the episode. Um, we did a we did a notion episode where um, I was talking about Mary J. Blige, mm. and my thing is is like nigga, she's a legend, but I never gravitated to like be like you know I feel like listening I feel to like Mary J. Was, right now. I feel like I was on that podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was me and you. Yeah, that was, was me and you. Right, right. And my thing was like, um, there's nothing against anything, right. but like she's a legend. The thing, the thing with Ice Cube, because I'm not gonna sit up here and be like. You know, before we get off this mic, you're going to like Ice Cube, Devin. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. My thing is with him 
is that he's on he is pretty much on the West Coast Mount Rushmore. No, yeah, he's a legend. He he's on the West Coast route. He's he, on the Mount. He's on the Mount Rushmore. But there's a reason for it, is what I'm saying. Now, now Friday may have overshadowed a lot of his music because that movie just has so much legendary shit in it, from actors to way it it was put together and the authenticity of how it is in the hood and shit like that. But there's a reason. Why he's on the Mount Rashmore. I totally believe it. And you I, know what I'm saying? I think it's a it's a generational thing. I think like where I where I seen it at. Yeah. And like don't get me wrong, you you said it yourself. You had to take a trip to the eighties. I had to take a trip to the eighties to to appreciate certain people that I that I probably didn't appreciate before I did that. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a big Right. I know KRS one is important. Right, right. But when I took that trip to the eighties I'm like, nah, this nigga isn't, this brother isn't important. He's a very, very vital yeah. part of hip hop. And I think that's something that we realize, just like you said, you, you took the trip. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's a huge amount of influence that comes from our parents that are still, that's still rocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, that's bro. That's the reason yeah. why he's yeah. still on the Mount Rushmore. Nobody's like questioning nothing yeah. that he does. True. Because we're still seeing like byproducts of that through movie, through influence of other rappers. Right. So like that's how I can easily like, I like I said, I have looked at the catalog back then. I haven't like when I dive into it, I'm not like, oh, the water's warm. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like oh, okay, well, you know. Yeah, I, I but it. that being your cup of tea, I mean, with it, with it, like, okay, this is not my cup of tea, but I do believe. Yeah. There's more songs. Oh, it definitely. Today was a good day. It, yeah, with to, just Ice Cube on yeah. it. I mean, that's the one that when I when I hear that album, if you play some, it's if the, you play some other shit, it's, man, it's like, a mandatory song. It's Mando. Yeah. Yeah, like for him, it's mandatory that he has to perform that. It's like, like just like the yeah, "What's My Name" by Snoop Dogg. I feel like perform, that's yeah. one of that's like that's a mandatory song. He probably gonna have to at his kind. Con- yeah, you know, at his concerts. Go, I mean, look at the, look at the fight he just hosted with with. I mean, you know, Roy Jordan and Tyson. Yeah, every song he played. Was a banger. Side note, you see this nigga on wrestling? Who? Snoop. On what? Hitting, hitting frog splashes and shit. On what? <sighs> nah, I gotta see that. I'm gonna DM it to you. It's Jelani DM. D- Bruh, go ahead. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, I resonate with you for sure. Like, the hits he played, it's so many of them that he, you know what I'm saying, he got stupid catalog. Yeah. You know? um, and it was just like, you, with, with, with me, his catalog was a little bit before... Me. Yeah, it was it was before us. It and, was before uh, us. I didn't I didn't really care to like what I heard when I when I was in my time of hip hop. What I heard, yeah, it didn't interest me much to go look back. Yeah, you know what I mean. You gotta look back, Devin. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. nah, I will keep looking at the movies. Though. Friday top is one of my favorite movies. Like right. I could recite every line in the movie. I could right. watch it back to back, probably. Infinite times and won't get tired of any part. You know why? Because it's fucking classic. It's classic, but do you know why he was? You know what helped him execute that? For sure, his writing it, with NWA. I mean, his everything, his ability to you know, yeah, rappers but, are good. He was actors. good, but the nigga lyrics to me just wasn't like yo. This nigga is evil. I need to. Nah, it just wasn't that for me. But but his screenwriting, his his screenplay <laughs> is fucking amazing. His caviar is quite. Yeah, fine you know I, I'm quite fond of that <laughs> but 
I feel what you said. I I totally understand it, and it's no diss to him. Like, I respect for for sure. It's just one of those things, like you know, you you you, you like what you like, and yeah. and and you're okay with what you're okay with, and you don't like what you don't like. I just um, I think that like when it comes to lyrics, what happens is me being a music guy. Mm. I feel like if we're going to judge lyrics, we have to judge them off more of the time period that they come from. Because you can't, it's hard to compare like Rakim to Jordan Lucas. I don't know. I disagree. I, Cause I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to disagree. Because I heard some of, I, don't get me wrong. I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge Jay-Z fan. I wasn't a huge Jay-Z fan at first. Right. My first album was Blueprint. Right. Right. So it was years had passed until I listened to Reasonable Doubt. You know, but at that point, I had already established. Okay, hip hop is hip hop and rap is cool. I really like beats. I really like beats. Those those. I was at a point to where I could just listen to music and fuck with the rapper saying because the beat is tight. I would I would fantasize my own world to the fucking beat because rappers were so trash. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But then it came to a point that I was like, you know what? I'm only getting half of the just. I'm only getting 50% of it okay. if I'm not listening to the lyrics. All right. And once I started listening to the lyrics, which was like, it didn't take too long, that I started to realize how ahead of their time Jay-Z was with his lyrics. Okay. And that's when I I started experiencing, when we talk about lyrics and rap, hip-hop in a totally different way. So... That's what I'm getting at. Jay Z is not the most lyrical person now. He's nah, I solidified. He's I don't think he's now. No, no. That's what I'm saying. So the, the the things that Jay Z has done, he has what what Jay Z has done is he's been able to say, you know what, I can still relate to y'all because I'm still involved with what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I have not stopped making albums. I have not stopped being in the studio and things of that sort. So when I when I what I'm getting at about like an Ice Cube or a Rakim right. or people that have like said, you know what, I did my time during the golden ages and I'm solidified. Now I'm getting into movies or now I'm getting into art or I'm getting into just running businesses. But then somebody's like, well, you know, this person was dope. You know, we'll compare them to now. Like, for example, like take a Jordan Lucas. That dude is phenomenal, uh-huh. right? He's phenomenal. I mean, you can't compare Jordan Lucas to to uh, uh, um, a um, too short in his prime. That's, <laughs> you, see, you see, that's what I, that's, I, I think that's what I was. That's, that's what I meant. Okay. That's what I meant. I get what you said. And I, 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 when I say judge them off their time period, but... I mean, you could kind of do that with Too Short because Too Short is still putting out music. But there's different type of music they're putting out and there's different cadence and there's different audiences and all, right, right. all the other technical shit. But what I'm saying is like with Cube, he's, I feel like he's transcended into entertainment in a different way. I mean, dude has a big three. He has movies. I'm not making excuses saying that, oh, well, you know, his, his lyrics are a little... No, he still raps how he raps from back in the day. And to me... It's just like nah. That's don't get me wrong. He maybe say some real shit, but that's true to self, bro. Yeah, I'm being no, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
It's true like, to self. You can't re- you can't change the coffee mug because you, it's 2021. Right. But you, you also know you being yourself, everybody's not gonna like you. Everybody, some people may like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. But are you critiquing him because he hasn't changed his style adapting to the times? No, I'm just saying like his style wasn't it just didn't. It just didn't appeal to you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. That's well, what I'm yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened when a point get when a point get hit in 2021 and the beat just kicked on. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay well <laughs> yeah we out this <laughs> <laughs> has been outside raps <laughs> close your mouth man let me say something real quick let me say something real quick um, go ahead so so on this episode of outside raps me Dev Anglin and Gary <laughs> Dizzy we uh we dive into a topic about gaslighting, how that could be misleading people um, to question themselves. But we also get into an intense conversation about the realism of life, about words, mm-hmm. uh, spells and their meanings. And then we talk about that even even further within music how that affects people and it gets good as we get into it more so here you are we have outside raps the power of gaslighting and more take a listen that's absolutely perfect all right hopefully we could we could try that because <laughs> i was i was listening to like Oh, well, I don't know if you want to end it. I don't know what you want to do. Nah, that... That's perfect. It's up to you to use it. I don't know. But I was listening to, like... I mean, over the four or five podcasts I was listening to, they talk about fashion. Uh, talk about fashion. They talk about... And when they interview... But they what they do is they give a brief, like, little chunk of, like, what happened. And then they dive into, like, kind of, like, the meat of it. So it's just like you okay, what's this conversation about? And you're thrown into it. To where it's like, take for instance clubhouse. When you get in a room in a clubhouse, you at least listen for like two or three minutes. And then they actually acknowledge the fact that more people came in and say, Yo, for y'all that just come in, we want to reset the room. Exactly. This is what we're talking about, this is what's going on. We're talking about butt naked hoes and licorice. Right. <laughs> so if you don't come on the stage if you don't if you don't have your favorite licorice or you don't have your favorite butt naked hoe. Go go get one of them. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's real shit. I I I, I see where you was going with that. I no taking. Hopefully, I don't know. Yo, this is your boy Dizzy D Spill and my co-host, as always, Dev. Yeah. And you've been tuning into a very interesting gaslit episode. Yeah, for sure. Go <laughs> go outside rap. Go listen to Cube in the eighties. Go watch Friday. Uh, you know what I'm saying go go run through Snoop Dogg's greatest hits <laughs> stop saying you sorry every word is a spell it has a meaning absolutely that's you know real look into that for sure it's real hey man we here take these gems and uh, until next time man we out of here peace <laughs>